0: Hello and welcome back to Take 97, a film podcast with me, your host, David Ingram. On today's episode, I shall be taking a look inwards at myself. That's right, I shall be looking at something that's not entirely film-related in the sense that it's a brand new release or anything like that. I'm actually going to start up a new trend, hopefully, with Take 97, uh, and I might even do a few video-based reviews of special editions, collector's items uh, from film, physical media, Uh, and this episode will start off that trend by discussing openly about my favourite releases that I own in the personal library that is the Take 97 Film Archive, as I like to call it now, Uh, and specifically we'll be talking about those special box sets, Blu-ray releases, collector's editions, and all sorts of bits that I own that I'd recommend to you, especially the ones that are still widely available actually even with their limited edition status and some are just genuine just good gems to get anyway even if they're not limited edition. Uh, but that's all I have to say about that so I'll get on to the episode in a minute. So yeah today's just a breakdown of uh, some of the special features of and the perks of collecting blu-rays and such and I'll give you a little insight into where things started for me but before you Uh, continue listening to this episode please keep following us on instagram and twitter and all that because we will be posting updates about brand new episodes Uh, this episode goes out at the same time well same week i should say hopefully all tech bearing uh, as another episode which i'm excited to share with you very very shortly Uh, but for now please do keep tuning into this one as i talk you through my favorite blu-ray boutique labels and collector's editions and specific releases um, so just a little bit about this. I have loved uh, having films and TV shows on DVD for the long and you know a physical media for the longest time. My first ever Blu-ray purchase was the 30th anniversary edition of the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, they have gone on since to release an ultimate trilogy or ultimate edition version. I don't quite get the difference. The packaging is different, but I think majority of the special features are the same. Uh, and just a quick note as well, before we continue, this episode will be focusing on things that, yes, as I am British, things that are available or have been available in the UK, but some of them are available in other territories such, you know, America, Canada, Australia, France, Germany, all sorts of places you can get hold of them and even if you can only get the British version or the American version or anything like that and it's region specific and you're into your Blu-rays, I don't own a region free Blu-ray player because I tend to stick to the UK releases but if you're really desperate to get after a specific Blu-ray release or item that you want that is only specific to either UK or US territory, region free Blu-ray players generally are the way to go. A lot of Blu-rays are region free in some specific brands like the big blockbusters. I know in some cases, I think they are non-region specific, uh, but a lot of these boutique labels have region specific codes, which means they'll only play in certain territories. So a lot of, so region B or region two is what the UK was and region A or region one is generally accepted as um, America. And the region three, I think, I want to say is like European countries. I might have got that wrong but we'll leave that for now starting off with though i didn't or like i said 30th anniversary edition of back to the future was the first blu-ray release i got and that was in 2015 Uh, but for the longest time i collected dvds doctor who dvds specifically of all the individual serials uh, and i'll get that one out of the way now i am an avid collector now of the limited edition Doctor Who the collection season box sets it saves so much shelf space whilst also having an amazing package of content those standard versions that are being released now obviously uh, which are good for the slightly cheaper market that you know you don't want to spend 44 quid on this box set but to be honest you get quite a lot it's on blu-ray they've been restored to the best possible quality they can be with the sources they have, be they upscaling of videotape or true HD remastering of the film negatives uh, in places. They've done it with Only Fools and Horses as well, another British TV, BBC classic. Uh, but yeah, Doctor Who, the classic seasons. Uh, we're currently waiting, as, as of the recording of this, uh, waiting for season 22 to come out, uh, and the box sets just keep coming, and I love the special features that are being produced for them. And that's something I'll say about collecting Blu-rays is, nowadays especially, you don't get many special features on DVDs as much as you would in the past. I remember before you used to get, when I was younger, I was in the transitional period where videotapes, VHS were on the way out. I still used to watch them and record things on them, but DVDs were very much the thing. Uh, slowly but surely, but then Blu-ray was also coming in not far behind it. So, you know, I was used to seeing all these special features, bloopers, behind-the-scenes features, interviews and stuff that were on the DVDs, and you just used to be, like, used to get two disc collector's editions, as they used to market them as, uh, for people who used to like their special features, because a DVD can't hold as much information as a Blu-ray disc can. So Blu-rays, generally, unless you've got lots of features, you will only get one disc, unless there's a ton of features to go through. But generally, you can get you fit quite a lot of content onto one Blu-ray disc. And especially with Disney these days, they do like to release their films. If they're on DVD, they don't give you any special features, or if they do, it's a very limited. Like, if it's Pixar, they give you one short film that was shown in the cinema alongside it, and then that's it. You don't get anything else, or if you get special features... I don't know, it's a rarity that you get as many special features or bonus content as you would on a Blu-ray. But considering I collect Blu-ray and I prefer the higher quality from a DVD, that's fine with me. Moving on from that, obviously I like Back to the Future set, that was a standard release. I started off as a child, my first ever collector's edition was the Iron Giant VHS with a copy of the book and a toy. Uh that was great. And that sort of was the early sign of me collecting home media. Uh, and the first one that I'd like to, or another one I'd like to mention and specifically bring up, and I've got it in my hand literally right now, you probably hear me shuffling that now, is uh, the Alfred Hitchcock, The Masterpiece Collection. Now, it's like a creamy background. I'll post a picture of this later. Uh, creamy background with the classic silhouette of Alfred Hitchcock. And in it is shards of different moments and po- well from posters of his classic films. So you've got like Vertigo, um, Saboteur uh psycho obviously being the big one rear window family plot all those ones there you know um, topaz as well you've got all these classic films that you we know and love some of them more iconic than others and the box is quite hard and sturdy and then you slip it out and it's like a book uh, if you read it on the back it says digitally restored in stunning high definition 14 masterpieces by alfred hitchcock the master of suspense Exclusive luxury book, but that's basically where the discs are held. Original poster, artwork, anecdotes and more are featured on each of the pages of this box set. And each of the films comes with extensive special features, varying in degree depending on how popular the film was. It says over 15 hours worth of bonus features, which is yeah, pretty cool. And that's like archive features from TV shows of the time of the 90s and the 80s, where they looked back at Alfred Hitchcock's work as well as stuff that was produced at the time. And generally, it's such a nice box set. Personally, for me, I rate this very highly. Um, They have re-released it. I think it's a black background now, rather than the creamy background that I've got, but the content is exactly the same. I think they've just refreshed it to keep it relevant, but it is just generally the same. Uh, One thing I would say, though, they should have added, I mean, some people have said, you know, dial M for murder, strangers on a train. Those films are featured in the House of Hitchcock box set, which was a hundred quid or something like that in the UK. And it came with a load of other exclusive little goodies then in the box. Uh, I just couldn't justify it because I had this box set and it was quite condensed and compact and stuff. So I just kept hold of this one and I got the other ones that I wanted individually. I don't have Strangers on the Train or Dial M for Murder on Blu-ray. I'd like to see the latter on Blu-ray because I think the DVD copy I had was quite crap. Uh, to be honest with you it was a little bit fuzzy in places so I'd like to see a proper decent copy of that one uh, they might re-release it sometime in the future they might not who knows um but they are missing north by northwest which I do have the 50th anniversary edition restoration single release but I think they missed the trick by not putting it in there but I think it's more to do with the licensing and the fact it's not a universal based picture and it's more paramount based I think but That's enough of that one. If you love Alfred Hitchcock, like my friend Billy Morton, who was on the podcast not long ago, well, a few episodes now ago, he would agree that this set is probably an essential for anyone who wants to learn about Hitchcock, who loves Hitchcock, and is just generally interested in the topic of his filmmaking, both behind the scenes from the bonus features and also watching it as well. So, Alfred Hitchcock, the masterpiece collection, is a solid set, it's a really nice box and generally the special features, I really rate it. But moving on now to uh, the next thing. I love, as some of you will know, film noir. And film noir is something that I'm very passionate about. I learned about it in college when I was nineteen, twenty, and it was genuinely something that I fell in love with. And I love the genre, the style and everything, detective stories, crime stories, and all that. And uh, One box set in particular released from, and now we're getting into boutique label territory now. So we have arrow films who now this brand actually this blu-ray box that came out it's a twin set it's a double feature so it's actually labeled on the back as a double bill of film noir classics uh, which come from writer director producer and actor jules Dasson. Um, and it's literally so these films are from 1940s uh, and they're both really good ones one specifically i've mentioned a lot but this is from arrow academy the arrow academy branch of Arrow Films which no longer exists I think if I remember rightly Um, you can still buy some of their Blu-rays now but they're no longer making new ones and they've merged Arrow Video and Arrow Academy together to make Arrow Films just one cohesive label Um, just a general merger but this box set was one of the final ones they released and again it's got a nice sturdy box there. Uh, And it's a double bill of film noir classics, Brute Force with the Reynolds in it, and The Naked City, which I've probably gone about way too much in my Decade series and film noir episodes. Uh, The love I have for The Naked City is paramount. It's so good. Uh, And actually, it's the one thing I bought a DVD and Blu-ray combi pack of this, which is from the same uh, brand, Arrow Academy. And I watched it, and there's a noticeable hiss on the soundtrack. It's not the best audio quality, but you can hear everything. But it's doesn't sound like it's been remastered much. And originally, it did say all oh, 1080p true HD restoration a copy of the film, uh, and that was even on Blu-ray. And watching the Blu-ray, there was that sound in the background of the soundtrack, and then you've also got the uh, pops and ticks, like scratches of dirt or whatever, on the film itself. So it had been restored to HD, but it wasn't really a great copy. Uh, and I think I'd been told by one of my lecturers at uni, oh, I don't think you'll ever find a really good copy of this film because it's really hard to come by kind of thing. And then it turns out they've been working on it, along with Brute Force as well, as a double bill thing. And they restored it in 4K. And honestly, even though it's only a Blu-ray, it's not a 4K Ultra Blu-ray. I lo- The Naked Cities, that opening sequence of the skyline the city at night like the soundtrack is so much cleaner the image is so much more sharper and perfect really and the black white cinematography that is shown off and the grittiness of the on location shooting is showcased so beautifully like it is just something really to behold i truly rate that as a double satin as a restoration job it was a pretty damn good restoration and moving on to you know, I love film noir, and connecting that into my next sort of picks for the ones from my collection that I love. Um, it's a selection of box sets, really. I can't pick one that I like the most. I do have my favourites, but I discovered on, on the internet, the so Columbia Pictures, they did lots and lots of film noir, and they have a big back catalogue. So Indicator, which is a label underneath the Powerhouse Films Company, released these limited edition box sets, which are still... In stock as of the recording of this episode so if you want them I'd go and get them now because I think some of them are slowly selling out and their stocks are low on the earlier ones but Columbia Noir and then it's like one two three four and there's actually a fifth one coming out as well uh, which is Columbia Noir 5 Humphrey Bogart which I'm very excited for that to arrive when it comes out in June it's basically six films relating to Humphrey Bogart 5, of which star him and one produced by his production company or company that he was related to anyway. Uh, And these film noir box sets, Columbia Noir, they bring together six films from the Columbia Pictures archives, restored to either 2K or 4K restorations. New audio commentaries have been added to the majority of them. A lot of them are world Blu-ray premieres, some of them are UK Blu-ray premieres. And then you've got all these special video essays and interviews which have been created specifically for the sets with film critics and film scholars and analysts and all this and each box set that I have, it's so the limited edition box sets, they're limited to 6,000 numbered units and each set comes with a 120 page booklet with glossy photos and the essays by film scholars and journalists and enthusiasts alike so you know, it starts off with Columbia Noir 1, uh, which is a yellow box set with a man on the front of a suitcase with a gun. I think that's from the lineup, I want to say, uh, but that features Escape in the Fog, The Undercover Man, Drive a Crooked Road, which stars Mickey Rooney. That one for me is quite a good highlight. Five Against the House is an interesting one. The men in that playing college students, and they look way older than they should do. Uh, the Garment Jungle and the lineup, I think... It's Eli what Wo- Eli Wallach or something I think his name is. Um he's on the front of the yellow box set. And then you got Columbia Noir two, which features Rita Hayworth and I forget what his name is, but the guy who's always in the films with her, but that's from the picture itself, the still is from a fair in Trinidad and also alongside framed seven eleven Ocean Drive, which Surprisingly, it's a bit of a boring film, really, considering it's based on a true story. (laughs) Uh, The Mob, Tight Spot, Murder by Contract, those were featured in the second one. That's an orange box. And then we move on to the third one, which, for me, I think, because it's the colour red, I love it. It's just great. It features films called Johnny O'Clock, The Dark Past, Convicted, City of Fear, The Sniper, and Between Midnight and Dawn. Uh, And then finally, Columbia Noir 4, which is the most recent one. Uh, is walk a crooked mile uh, almost similar to drive a crooked road Uh, a bullet is waiting chicago syndicate walk east on the beak and push over and the brothers rico Uh, that one i haven't got through all the films yet but that's a dark blue box set as well and like i said the next one is number five with humphrey bogart as the central sort of core to it all and it actually features tokyo joe in it which i'm actually very surprised that they actually Featured an unknown name film like I'd heard of Tokyo Joe. I'd never heard of barely any of these films in this box set. But then I think it it's it Humphrey Bogart. Like they didn't put any of the other sort of obvious choices for Humphrey Bogart in there, like The Big Sleep or anything. But then again, that wasn't Columbia Pictures. But I'm looking forward to seeing what that one has to offer uh each of the you know that I'm just going to look at like for instance you look at the back of one of these boxes so you look back at I'm going to look at number three right now it's got a little phrase on the back of it like stick up pick up murder (laughs) it's just like a little catchphrase and I think number one has um ripped sin side out you know loads of like very sensationalized taglines which I imagine they would have used it for like cinema posters and lobby cards and stuff at the time or you know things they would have put into the papers about the films that they were making audio commentaries as I said there's there's literally so many of them uh new masters so hd masters 4k 2k scans of negatives from films so that they can actually create the best possible viewing experience. Yeah, you know, these are genuinely lovely things to behold. And I, I just nearly knocked my bottle of water over there with it as well. <laughs> They're quite hefty as well, but they are beautiful box sets. Uh, and I do applaud Powerhouse Films Indicator for producing such beautiful sets. Uh, and they are genuinely a delight to watch you know you watch the films and then you're enhanced by the history of it all and even on most of these sets as well i think it's the um the three stooges there's lots of short comedy skits from the three stooges where we you know they mimic and take the mick out of tropes of film noir and the films of the time and you know you get all of those i think there's about six in each set roughly or at least from two onwards i think but then you know you get documentaries like some of them there's even documentary films full-on documentary films from the time which were done by like the same production team or the same director or related to something like that and they you know they've been given a remaster it's just a wonderful beautiful package altogether. so honestly i completely adore these sets so If you can get your hands on them in the UK, or if you have a Region 3 Blu-ray player and you want it because they're Region B these ones, I'd highly recommend you go and snap these up whilst you can, especially 1 and 2, because I think they're on their last legs on the website at the moment. 3 and 4 are still widely available, and the Humphrey Bogart 1 number 5 is coming in June 2022, so... I'm very excited for that. Other things that I'd like to mention, highlights from my collection. So I love my classic Hollywood um, as much as I'd love my modern day stuff. And another classic Hollywood set that I've got, and it's a compact set, and it's called Universal Monsters, The Ultimate Collection. And this one basically gathers the cornerstones of universal horror. So similar to the way that Columbia uh, Noir is formed, uh, except for a more commercial audience, it's by Universal Pictures, it's Blu-ray. Um, it does have a nice booklet, which shows you, like, poster art, and gives you information about each of the films, uh, but it features all the cornerstones, like the original 1930s Dracula, um, The Bride of Frankenstein and the original Frankenstein, uh, James Wales, The Invisible Man, which is personally one of my favourite horror films of the 20th century ever. I absolutely, you know, the early hollywood horror films i absolutely love that film it's funny creepy and weird but also very enjoyable at the same time uh creature from the black lagoon um there's even in one color exception the phantom of the opera featuring i think it's um what's his name the G- claude rains who actually is the invisible man uh he's also the phantom in phantom of the opera uh you get the mummy as well uh, and of all these different like icons, and I think the last one, the Wolfman, the Wolfman's featured in there as well. Not my with Lawn Chaney, but not one of my favorite films. But yeah, it's in there, uh, and that is a very special set to me because that is it. I like it when you get compilation box sets, even when they're not boutique labels. I like seeing films being brought together, and you see all these special features about the classic films. Uh, for instance, actually, you even get a bonus film. In that you get the Spanish version of Dracula, which has been remastered and the soundtrack's been um, remastered as well. And you get to see an alternative viewing experience, which not many people get to see. I mean, nowadays, I think the trend is we get to see black and white versions of films rather than, say, a alternative foreign language or non-English language in our case, then for English speaking people version of a film. Nowadays, I think that would be seen as a bit derivative and very, I don't know, demeaning then to the native cinema. So, you know, if we met had the German version of this, you know, I think, or the French version of that, or the Japanese version of this, you know, people like to watch cinema because certain films stand out as their own. They are their own being and their own factor. Whereas back in those days, it was the done thing to have an American and a, you know, a foreign export then from a non-English, non-American audience. It's interesting to watch. It's not necessarily something that I would applaud nowadays or anyone doing nowadays, because people would just say, well, look, they'll make their own film and do their own thing. That's fine. But I think it's just interesting that they took the effort to include it on the set. So, that's just my opinion with that one, and then other ones to mention: Shock Treatment, which um, another Arrow Films release, Arrow Video. There was two editions of this. Uh, there's the Cosmo edition, and I can't remember the other one, but it was I got the version which is orange, uh, with a slipcase when it comes with a poster, uh, and it also features a CD soundtrack from the film, so you get all the songs on a CD, uh, which I find quite interesting, and um, it brings me on to my sort of next big one is for the 80th anniversary there was a uh, limited edition 4k ultra hd and blu-ray combi set of the wizard of oz comes in this nice box you slip the case off of This little cardboard sleeve Uh, you open it up it's got like a 3d uh, picture of dorothy cowardly lion scarecrow Tin man toto all of them lined up with the yellow brick road beneath and the box itself is more of a it's a red color with the yellow brick road spiraling on it it's just a beautiful set and it comes with like little still photographs from the film a map of oz a poster of the original poster artwork which would have been seen in the 1930s into the early 40s the discs themselves you get a cd soundtrack with that one as well of the original cast recording from the film uh, including the deleted n- musical number the jitterbug uh, and then you also get obviously uh, Blu-ray discs, I think you get two Blu-ray discs, one with special features, one with the film, and a little bit of bonus material, and then there's the 4K Ultra disc as well. And, and it's just that sense of you get like to get something extra, and like I look at the likes of 88 Films, the company who did the Short Circuit 2 Blu-ray release, like it's a nice solid box, and you, you get a poster, you get the Blu-ray disc, but you get a poster, you get um, art cards as well I believe as well little poster art cards uh, and the same goes for the likes of um, you know any of these films that you do I think uh, Arrow did also did another release of True Romance the Tony Scott Tarantino film it's a beautiful set it's a really nice hard box and the blu-ray comes out you've got a poster you got a booklet as well lots of these boutique labels like to do booklets and a poster at the very least. And yeah, The Wizard of Oz one isn't a boutique label, but it's something that, you know, again, it levels up that collector's edition side of things. So for instance, there's going to be collector's editions of the two Doctor Who Dalek movies, and they are literally, you know, you get 4K Ultra, Blu-ray, posters galore, sometimes you get like window stickers and stuff as well, which I find very interesting. Uh, I think you got something like a computer sticker with um singing in the rain which they did for the 70th anniversary and the 4k ultra debut with a blu-ray disc on top as well but there's all sorts of weird quirky things you get in these sets Uh, and one thing that i'd say is the pop-up little window thing that you get for the wizard of oz is leads me on to my next favorite and most prized sort of thing in my collection really is the elephant man blu-ray Uh, It's got a 4K Ultra disc with it, it's got Blu-ray discs with it, and it's got a nice hefty booklet about the making of it. It's a David Lynch film. It's not often we get a really rich collector's edition of a David Lynch film. Yes, we've had Twin Peaks in various forms, and we've got the complete series, including the missing pieces and special features that were created for that set, which were really nice as a Blu-ray TV show. But I think with, you know, Mulholland Drive's been given the collector's edition treatment, but not many other David Lynch films get that treatment. Unless, I think some other territories, I think France and Germany might have some special versions. But I know that, you know, Mulholland Drive and The Elephant Man are probably the only ones to get that status and also maybe a razor head as well because of the criterion collection edition and some of those don't always come out in the UK first hand they come out in America first and then they can make their way to the UK later uh, but i do think that the elephant man is it's got a pop up of the little uh, cathedral that he makes out of like matchsticks and you know his make it own set kind of thing that john merrick the elephant man makes and it looks really pretty and it's got the quote from the film as well uh, plus this hefty booklet uh, in this nice box and I just think, you know, with a, I think it comes with a poster if I remember correctly. I should as it's right behind me as we talk now. <laughs> but I think it's that extra level of care and detail that goes into every aspect of Blu-rays, be they just as a standard release with special features or even just going into the whole collector side of things where they give you a booklet which gives you detailed essays and opinions and information about the films themselves. And then for people who like to display their nerddom on their walls, the poster side of things and art cards, which is another thing that people like to do, or like stills from the film, is truly something that I enjoy, like, get buying into. You know, people think, oh god, you collect all that, you know, but everybody has their own sort of enjoyment in life and mine is collecting films but then being able to watch them and then gain that lovely sense of you know learning and knowledge about the films from different perspectives be they ones of the time or retrospectives and I love retrospective documentaries that are absolute favorite I'm actually waiting for them to do a proper like collector's set or you know a decent collection like Alfred Hitchcock but for a Marilyn Monroe set I genuinely would love to see a Marilyn Monroe set come together because I've got a box set which has four films in it and I think I've bought a couple of films individually which have Marilyn Monroe as an actress in the films and as a main role but I don't think I have any clear collector's editions that are specific to Marilyn and give her the airtime that I feel like lots of people might be interested in. So, I'm waiting for that to come along. You know, people will slag Baz Luhrmann off and say he's rubbish. I know a friend of mine who definitely would say that, but um, I would love Baz Luhrmann to get to that stage where, you know, because he's got lots of stuff which are included on the Blu-ray releases of his films. He does lots of work and lots of research and, you know, documenting and rehearsal videotapes. I'd love to see the Criterion Collection pick his, some of his work up or at least I'd love to see him do revisits and re-releases but with special collector's editions in mind. Um, I'd just love to see it like screen tests. I love seeing screen tests. They're my favourite thing. Like Dirty Dancing, there's the screen test on the blue, latest Blu-ray, I think. I just love it. Uh, it's just great to see... This sense of that people are interested enough to learn about what made their favourite movie come to life. And for me, it's about film in general. I'm sure it is for many cinephiles and people who are in love with collecting films. And yes, it's about making it look, look aesthetically pleasing to the eye when you put them on the shelf. But at the same time, I genuinely think that it's not something that you get into likely if you get into collecting blu-rays or even just watching films and learning about them in the way that I have become so enthusiastic about them in then you will go down hard and that is what I will sort of conclude this episode on is the fact that collecting is something driven by passion it's driven by a lot of money (laughs) most of the time Uh, a lot of saving in some respects especially for people who you know they really desperately want to collect their Favourite film on the best copy possible. I'm not saying they cost a bomb unless you get them second hand, in which case I'd say avoid scalpers. Please do not buy into those people because they are absolute rip-off. It is not worth it. So a little message to everyone who is out for collecting anything, be they Blu-rays or even people who like pop vinyl action figures or anything like that. Uh, my thing would be do not let your curiosity and love of collecting um lead you down a line that means that you get into some serious money problems because at the end of the day the reason why we collect is we collect for ourselves um but we don't collect to you know make ourselves worse off or in any respect feel like you know that is all or nothing yeah it's a side thing it's something that we do in our spare time and it's something that's genuinely driven by passion. And for me, I just love watching the documentaries. Like, my girlfriend absolutely probably detests me putting on documentaries. She's like, oh, I mean, she likes watching the ones that she likes the films themselves of and the behind the scenes, the making ofs of modern films, I would imagine. But I love watching all these historic interviews. And like, for instance, I watched the doc, it's not a collector's edition, but the blu-ray release of the star wars skywalker saga there is a documentary which uses footage from the lucas archives uh paralleled with the making of episode nine and i love the use of the classic footage it really just takes you back in time to that one place in time where they shot that footage and it's like wow to think some of that probably doesn't exist or isn't accessible anymore so you know it's that nostalgia factor that you get from watching these films and i absolutely adore it to pieces. But yeah, that's all I have to say, really. Labels that I'd quickly recommend very quickly. As I said, Powerhouse Films or Indicator, they're great for your classic films. They're really, really good. Um, Arrow Video, Arrow Films, whatever you want to call them, they're really good as well. Uh, And some of the Arrow Academy back catalogue that have been released before, they are also really cool. Uh, And then on top of that, you've got the likes of the Criterion Collection as well if you're into real boutique label stuff you can collect those and they generally release most films that are considered worthy of classic status or noteworthy status, so be they new, old or indifferent. Personally I'm waiting for the Double Indemnity Criterion Collection because that's going to be a new restoration and Double Indemnity is one of my favourite film noirs next to The Naked City and um, Kiss Me Deadly. (laughs) So uh, I'm very excited for that to come to the shelf itself. So uh, Thank you very much for listening to me ramble on for pretty much uh, just over half an hour (laughs) about my favourite things in my collection. Uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode, guys. And I will catch you for more Take 97 film podcast action uh, in the coming weeks and later in the year. So that's a wrap on Take 97, film podcast, the collector's edition of the podcast. And I'll see you soon. Thank you very much, guys. See you later.